Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey, where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. What if I told you that a lot of the pain and difficulty and adversity you're experiencing is simply God aligning your now so you can be prepared for your tomorrow? Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get On Course. Everybody look up, I want to help you. These guys, they were vagabond Jews. The word vagabond means they weren't committed to any local church. They were wanderers, church hoppers. And the Bible says they took it, now look at this now, they took it upon them, they took uh, upon themselves to call over them which had evil spirits, the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, watch this now, we adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. What's missing? What's missing? They don't own it. They don't own it. They said, we, they said, we come to you in the name of Jesus who Paul preached. They didn't say, silver and gold have we none but such as we have. Amen. They said, we come to you, evil spirit, in the name of Jesus who Paul owns. We don't own him, but we borrowed him for a minute. You can't borrow the name and get results. Amen. You can't. Borrow the name and get results. No, uh, uh, you, you have to own this thing. You have to be in this thing. You can't be vag- vagabond in your thinking. Vagabond in your commitment. You can't, listen, I just, you, you don't have to be a spiritual giant, but you can't be vagabond. You got to be what? Committed to God. You have to own this name for yourself. Watch this now. Watch this. So he says, look back at verse 13. Took upon them, it took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits, the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We assure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. And there were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jew, a chief of the priests, which did so. I pointed out on, on Friday night that these men were raised in the church, seven boys who were, who were church boys because their father was a chief priest. There's no way your father is a chief priest and you were not in church every Sabbath day. Watch this now. Where did I stop? 15. And and the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know. Finish the verse with me, but but who are you? Now, I want to to point out the, the power of this lesson. In the Greek, there's two words. The first word is the word of genasko, the word no, two words no. Uh, the first one, Jesus, I ganasco, Paul, I epistemai, but you, I don't know. Who are you? Here's what he was saying, here's what the, the evil spirit said. He said, Jesus, I know by experience. In other words, we've encountered Jesus before. Apparently, these are some devils that he had pro- probably cast out of somebody else and they found another host. Because they said, that in, in, in the Greek, they said, we experienced Jesus before. We've dealt with him. And Paul, we haven't experienced him, but we heard of him. That's what, that's what the word epistemite means. I mean, we, we've heard of Paul. Uh, his name in demon land, he's posted, in, his name is up in the post office. We know him. Yeah. He's wanted. Yeah. We know, watch this now, Jesus owns his name. Paul owned the name. But who are you? And the reason, listen now, the reason you can use the name of Jesus and not get results is because you don't own the name. You receive, listen, how do you receive ownership of the name? I'm going to show you in the scripture. But you receive ownership of this name by a direct commission from the Lord. 
And the sad thing about it is, you're like the man that went to the grocery store, put all the stuff in his cart, went up to the checkout place, had money in his wallet, but only checked his pockets. And walked away embarrassed, couldn't pay for the stuff when he had the money on him all the time. Many of us have been entrusted with a name, but we don't know we have it. And because you don't know you have it, you have no faith in your ability to use it. Now, how many of you believe tonight that the name of Jesus, watch it now, the name of Jesus can heal bodies? How many of you believe the name of Jesus can raise the dead? How many of you believe the name of Jesus can, can pay off a house, buy a car, send kids to college? Now, watch this now. It's tremendous. We believe it, but where the problem comes in is our faith is not in our ability to get it to work for us. Because we don't understand what it means to own it. Amen. All right, now watch this now. So where did we stop? Help me out. 16. And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them. So they fled out of that house. Watch this now. Exposed and hurt. Your Bible says naked and wounded. But that's what the enemy does. Watch this now. When you don't own the name and you, and you presume to use it, the enemy has no problem exposing your lack of relationship with God. And he has no, he has no problem causing you to be offended and hurt at God. That something happened to you that God should have fixed when you have authority to use the name and didn't use it. Watch this now. I'm going to say something to you. God is not moved by need. This answers the question. People say, well, if God is such a good God, why are there people starving to death in Africa? Because God is not moved by need. God is moved by faith. You got that? Now, be honest. In your human heart of hearts, does not that, that, not, does that not seem insensitive? It seems like, it's not, it comes across like, wow, what kind of God do we serve? A God that follows the rules. God can't just come into the earth and do what he wants to do, or as Satan would call him, a lawbreaker. He has to keep the rules that he made. And so he, do, do you not think his heart breaks? I believe when, when animals die, it breaks God's heart. How do you know? Because Jesus told us that not one sparrow can fall from the, the sky without the, our Heavenly Father knowing it. So why would he keep his eyes on sparrows if he didn't care about them? He cares about, but he just can't come into the earth and stop it because death is reigning until a certain time. God has to follow. He can't just respond to need or else the enemy will catch him off guard. If God moved every time he saw need, Satan will catch him. I say, you know what? You just broke the law. And we would know because everything will go into chaos. God can't just respond. It takes a faith. A person in the earth, I'm going to show you in the word tonight, a person in the earth has got to cry out to God in heaven and say, in the earth, I give you permission. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And now God can come right there. And when the devil said, what you doing? He says, God said, they called me. They called me. How many of you getting this? When we get done tonight, I want your faith to be on charge. I want you to have a power surge. I want you to speak the name of Jesus Christ to everything. I want you to call, you go over that hoopty and say, in the name of Jesus, you will crank. Don't, don't get mad at your old car and ask God for a new one. No, practice your faith on it. I want you in the mirror looking at pimples saying, I curse you in Jesus' name. I, yeah, and 
That's how I built my faith, cursing pimples. I'm going to tell you a story that's true. When years ago, everybody said a long time ago, I used to work at this church and an assistant pastor had a wife, a very uh, sweet lady, but she was very cynical. And my secretary, I was, one, I was one of the pastors on staff, and my secretary told the assistant pastor's wife, um, she said, Pastor Ramsey has an anointing to pray for growths. And because she, she had a growth, and I, I, I said, I curse you in the name, name of Jesus Christ, command you to die from the root, and the thing went away. And so she says, the, the, the lady laughed and said, well, my husband has a wart. Can he curse that? And she, she said it as if it was too gross, you know. And so she went and got her husband. So he comes up and he's, st- I mean, he is not in faith at all. He's an assistant pastor. He's just, you know, puts his hand out. And I looked at it and I took my finger and put my finger on that gross thing and said, I command you to die in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I looked at it and nothing happened. He put his hand back. He said, thank you. <laughs> and he walked off. My secretary looks at me and she says, they have no idea. And I said, no, they don't. So what they didn't know was, I used to stand in the mirror and curse pimples on my face. He used to have acne real bad. Just start cursing pimples. And so I practiced praying for growth that way. Three weeks later, matter of fact, no, two weeks later, um, his wife says, did my husband tell you? I said, what? She says, go knock on his office door and ask to see his hand. Who told you the place where the wart was was smooth as a baby's bottom? And he was too ashamed to come and tell me that it worked. See, I wasn't as spiritual as he was. Hadn't been in the ministry as long. But you know what? I owned the name and he didn't. Okay, now, I'm going to help you get this. Now, where do we stop again? Verse 16. So we understand the Bible says they left the house, um, they were beat up and wounded. Now, but you say, well, pastor, you know, Jesus, the demons say, well, we know Jesus, and we know Paul, but I'm not in that category. Well, if I showed you a regular believer, would you believe me? Amen. Go in Acts chapter, go in your Bible to Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9, look with me at verse 10. Now, you know, you know the story in Acts chapter 9 where the apostle Paul, who used to be Saul, is now, on, he's on the road to Damascus, uh, he meets the Lord, the Lord smites him. Um, he's struck him with blindness because he's persecuting the church. You know the whole story, don't you? If not, go back and read it uh, when you get home and catch up on the context. But I want to start at verse 10. Acts chapter 9, verse 10. It says, and there was a certain disciple. Now notice, it didn't say he was a minister. didn't say he was an apostle. It, he was just a certain disciple. Pastor, what's a certain disciple? You. You're a certain disciple. You got it? You can't say, um, um, you, you don't have, as it were, jurisdiction, and we could talk about that word tonight, you don't have, you don't have a ministry per se that is known, you, it's, you just, I'm just saved, loving the Lord and serving the Lord, I'm a servant. That's what it means to be, he's a certain, I mean, the, the term certain means is a real person, and he is a follower of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, there was a certain disciple named Ananias, and to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias, and he said, behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street, which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he prayeth. And he had seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him, that he might receive his sight. Now, you say, well, Pastor, I never had a vision. 
Have you ever had a dream? Okay? All a dream really is, and, and oh God, I'm opening a can of worms with this, but I'm just saying this. First of all, the Bible says dreams come in a multitude of business. Okay? Translation. From eating pizza, from having things on your mind, from worrying too much, dreams can come. But there are supernatural spiritual dreams, and sometimes you can tell. When you wake up, you said, there was something about that dream that was different from my other dreams. Yeah. Ever happened to you? Okay, so Paul had, apparently Paul had a vision, Ananias had a vision, and Jesus is telling Ananias what to do, and he's telling Paul what's going to happen. Okay, now watch this now. Verse 13. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he hath done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he hath, hath authority from the chief priests to bind all that call on thy name. 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 Hmm. So Ananias identifies himself with one that calls on the name of Jesus. Here's what he says now. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. Have you noticed in the book of Acts how many times they keep using the word name? There's something about the name of Jesus that we have minimized today. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Pick up the new release from Stellar Award nominees Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story, featuring the lead single, It Is So. Pick up the chart-topping release from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story, in stores now and available at all digital outlets. Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. Prayer at first was a struggle because, you know, it, it really takes faith to pray. You have to, you have to trust that God is like a person, he's a real person, and that he's the one that invented the concept of prayer. In this book, you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and improved covenant, which dangerous prayer habits to avoid, and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want. It's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about Him. Yes. Pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey, available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. A man couldn't walk. In Acts chapter 3, in Acts chapter, uh, chapter 19, a man is possessed with a devil. In Acts chapter 9, a man is blind. All helpless situations. It's your faith in the name. Peter said it's, it's the name and through faith in the name. If I, if I, if I have ownership of it, my faith is going to do it. My faith in the name. We're coming, we're coming. We're going to get it right. Okay, watch this now. So, watch this. When Jesus was in the earth, he actually um, used his authority all the time. He just didn't, he had, he had to call his own name because he was there, right? He used, uh, it is the use of the same authority 
and release of the same power that Jesus used and released when he walked the earth in a physical body. Well, right now, um, he's in, in heaven at the right hand of the Father, so his spiritual body, which is the church, has been given the right to use his authority and release his power simply by calling his name as a submitted representative of his. So I could crush this now. If I have a relationship with the Lord, how many of you are born again? You're born again tonight. You say, okay, now watch this. You're saved and you're pointed in the right direction. No, I got to say that. Because there's some folk just saved by name. You're not in the sanctification process. Remember what I said now. If you are in the sanctification process from zero to ten, zero being um, I'm still carnal, but I'm pointing towards the Lord, I'm, I'm pointing for growth, ten being I'm super spiritual, you qualify to use a name. But if you gave your life to the Lord and then took it back, what does that mean, Pastor? It means you're trying to live for the Lord. You're not interested in living for the Lord. You're here in church because somebody made you come here tonight or because it's a thing to do or because, but you're not trying to live for the Lord. It's just something you do. It's a religious uh, ritual. Well, you don't qualify for this. See what I'm saying? You say, well, Pastor, wait a minute. So you need to clarify this because are you saying because I'm struggling? No, no, no. You can struggle. Struggle Struggle is a part of your spiritual development. Your struggle is going to be over when you learn to rest in the Lord and let him do it. Until you learn the lesson of rest, you're going to struggle. You can't penalize you for struggling. But if your thing is you're not even in the fight, you're not even close to the ladder. Sanctification, I ain't trying to grow, but that's not for you. We don't want you involved in this at all. But a lot of things happen, and we blame the Lord, and it's not the Lord. Many times, what we, because, because, you know, you can blame leadership. You can blame the church leadership, but I want to say this. You'd be weary. Sometimes on Facebook, I'm looking at very uh, famous friends of mine, dogging the church out. And because they're famous, certain disciples will get on there and make little comments in agreement with them, dogging the church. Let me tell you something about the church. Bishop, Bishop Wilkins said it powerfully. He said, God, for the sin problem, God gave us Jesus, and Jesus gave us the church. The church must, listen, the church is messed up. There are a lot of tears in the garden, but listen to me. Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The church is still the church. The church is the spiritual body of the Lord Jesus Christ. His spiritual body has been given the right to use his authority and release his power by calling on his name. Now, in an official capacity, this is the same as a power of attorney. How many of you understand a power of attorney? How many of you have a power of attorney for someone? You know what it is, a power of attorney? Okay, good. Power of attorney simply says that I present these documents and I say to, this, say to whomever, um, I come in the name of, the, of this person. And they look at the documents and look at my ID and they say, okay. And whatever they would do for the person, they'll do it for me. That's officially. In an unofficial capacity, it is the principle of not what you know, but who you know. How many of you know that principle? Not what you know. Okay, it's called name recognition. Now, we're going to work on a quick understanding of this because I think it's, it's critical now for you to, to get the teaching part. I've, I've given you the, the preaching and excited you about this, but now you need to know some information. Go in your Bibles to Acts chapter 4. Is this helping you yet? Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. We're going to work this out. There are five uh, definitions I want to give you. Five that comes from this verse, this, uh, these series of verses. Acts chapter 4, verse 8. 
Again, when you're there, signify by saying amen. amen. All right. It says, then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, now, uh, let me tell you what's going on. The same man that they healed at the gate called Beautiful, they got arrested for doing it. You would think, if a man had been at the gate all these years and we got him healed, we get a commendation for it. But no, what they did, they got arrested. Okay? And so it picked up in verse 8, uh, but I want you to look at something. Go, now we've got to read the whole thing. Go to verse 1. And as they spake unto the people, the priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in hold until the next day, for it was now evening tide. Howbeit many of them when, uh, which heard the word believed, and a number of the men was about 5,000. So 5,000 people got saved from that one miracle. And it came to pass on the morrow that their rulers and elders and scribes and Annas the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander and as many as were of the kindred of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem. Now watch verse 7. I want to show you something. These men are crooked government in, in a religious system. They are crooked. The, listen, if you follow the legacy of Caiaphas, Caiaphas knew that Jesus was the Christ. He knew it. But he also realized if we acknowledge him as the Christ, we're going to lose our position here. Rome is going to come, and Rome is going to make a stink, so let's just go in and kill him. So all these guys, they're crooked leaders. But look at the question they asked in verse 7. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, read the, read the verse with me, by what power or by what name? Read it again. By what power or by what name? Now, can I ask you a question? Let's, let's talk, let's talk. If someone just did something just extraordinary in front of you, would you ask them, what, what, what name you used to do that? We don't even think like that. We will say, how did you do that? But these men, although they were crooked, they were, they were religious leaders. And what they knew was, it was not in humans to have that kind of power. So they asked them two questions. Number one, where did the power come from? Where did the power come from? So they, they recognized that in order to get this man to walk, a power had to be released. Take note of that. Power has to be released. Everybody say power. power. Has, to be released. has to be released. The second thing they asked him was, they said, based on the fact that you're human and you don't have the power to do this, so a power did it, what name did you use to get the power released? Because we know your name can get it released. You need to hear my pastor. No. What they need, listen, when people come, you say, Pastor, but you know, your teaching helps me. What you, what you miss is this, is that what I have is called the gift, or my, my, my contemporaries call it, they say you have a pure teaching gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. I couldn't do this. Do you, do you understand that before I got saved, I didn't talk to people? To get up and do what I'm doing? It freaks all my friends out in the Virgin Islands. They can't believe it. I told you, I flunked out of 11th grade English because I didn't want to do oral book reports. I, didn't, I was not going to get up in front of class and say none to nobody. <laughs> do you understand what I'm telling you? My ability, first of all, when I first read the King James, I thought it was another language. In my mind, thee, thou, thy, and thine was the same word. I couldn't I could tell them apart. I'd be reading, I had to stop. Okay, what does it mean there? I couldn't tell. So what you've seen is a gift. 
just know this. The Bible says in 1 Peter 4 and 10 that, that um, it says that if any man speaks, let him speak as the oracle of God. You get it? Being a good steward of the manifold grace of God. So what it's talking about is my teaching gift proves to you that Jesus Christ is a teacher. And the guy that works miracles, his, his gift of miracles proves to you that Jesus Christ is a miracle worker. The guy that heals, or the woman that heals, whatever, or the one that prophesies, it, these are manifestation gifts of the Lord's power. So when a person comes and says to me, well, Pastor, you know, how did you learn that? The better question is, by what power or by what name do you have this revelation? No, I'm going to tell you, it's a true story. We have a Jewish um, brother that's a member of Safe Harbor. He's a Jew. He ain't playing. He's a black brother. He's a Jew. And um, not only, so I asked him, I said, are you a Messianic Jew? In other words, are you a Jew that believes in Christ? He said, no, I'm an Orthodox Jew. My question is, what are you doing here? He says, this is what he told me. He says, he says, I love to sit and hear you explain the Torah from the perspective of Yeshua ben David. Yeah, Yeshua, Yeshua ben David, Yeshua is Jesus, ben is the son of, and David. He's, and the Torah is the Old Testament, the law. He says, to hear you, he says, it gives such clarity to the things we, be, and he's only, he's an Old Testament man, he's a Jew. Orthodox Jew. But when he hears it, he says, and I said something on Sunday, I talked to you about the 613 commandments, remember that? Well, he wrote me, you know, we, we write back and forth because he's educated me on Jewish culture. I asked him to. And he wrote me and he said, you know, he said, you, you taught something on Sunday. And he said, I want to give you some clarification on it. He said, we won't re we're not required to keep all uh, 613 of them. He said, they're broken down into different categories. And, uh, and certain people only have to um, memorize certain, depending on what your category or your station is in life, you only have to know certain ones. He said, but it is, it is right from the perspective, if you're ever going to rise up to leadership, you have to know them all. So I wrote him back and I said, man, my brother, I hope I didn't offend. I said, did I mess something up? I, I, I'm humble. I'll, I'll fix it. He wrote me back. He said, fix it. He said, no, brother. He said, let me tell you something. He said, I come here because you teach. He said, I don't hear teaching from rabbis or preachers. And here's this man who claims no relationship with Jesus Christ. He's not a Messianic Jew, which believes in Christ. He's an Orthodox Jew. He's Old Testament Jew, who 1 Corinthians 3 says has a veil over his face. But when he hears the teaching, he's hearing Yeshua ben David explaining the Old Testament, explaining Moses to him. Now, back in my old days, I said, well, you know, no, I'm not that good. No, no, no. What I realized is he's having an encounter with Jesus Christ. All I got to do is keep staying before Jesus and showing up and teaching the word. He will become a Messianic Jew. Making sense to you? Okay, good. So, so what we need to, we're going to get a grip on this. Uh, look, at, look at verse, uh, where we stop? Seven, he, they asked him, by what power or by what name have you done this? Then Peter filled with the Holy Ghost said unto them. And he begins to tell his whole story. You know, Peter can't talk short. He said, ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he's made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him, 
that this man stand before you whole. Now, there's two things I want to point out. He said, Peter said, watch this now. If we're going to be interrogated over a good deed, then we want you to know this. We did this through the name of Jesus. He said, really, Jesus did it. That's what Peter just said. He said, we didn't do this at all. He said, Jesus did this. We called his name and he did it. We called his name and he did it. So it's not word magic. The name didn't do it. We called his name and he did Matter of fact, some of you before you got saved, somebody was praying for you. You run around shaking your fist in God's face, acting like you big. And something happened to you and all you could say was, Jesus! I was in the Black Forest in Germany several years ago. And in the Black Forest, it's a beautiful place, but it's a dangerous place because in the wintertime, uh, the trees cover the road. And there was black ice on the road and you don't know when you'll hit black ice. And I was coming over this hill. I was flying, going to work in the morning, praising God. And I came over the hill, and there's a, a traffic jam as far as you can see by 5 o'clock in the morning. And I slammed on my brakes to, to not slam into the back of someone and hit black ice. And it was slow motion. Here I am spinning, going towards this car, and I hollered, Jesus! And the, the car stopped, just shorted the other car, didn't even go off the road. When the traffic moved, I just sat there. I thought to myself, <laughs> has anything like that ever happened to you? We hope you've enjoyed today's teaching courtesy of On Course with Heart Ramsey. We invite you to join the NCC family for our weekly services in Dothan and Montgomery, Alabama and Atlanta, Georgia. For service times and locations, visit our website, nccfamily.org. Again, nccfamily.org. We invite you to follow Pastor Hart Ramsey on social media, on Twitter at Hart Ramsey, on Facebook at Hart Ramsey Media, and on Instagram at Hart Ramsey. Be sure to join us next time as we continue to dive into God's Word as we get on course with Hart Ramsey.